you. Well, I didn't expect to be sharing with you, so it's as unexpected for me as it is for you. But uh, I have known Alan since 1973. In fact, I was introduced to him through my wife-to-be at that stage, because she had become a Christian from a Hindu background, was part of Alan's church in Bombay. I met her on a plane. She was the air hostess. I was just an Englishman. And uh, so, <laughs> and she invited me to come to this meeting. And I went there the first week, uh, second week. Alan, in the middle of his preaching, just asked, is there anybody here who wants to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior? I didn't understand the question, but I knew these people had got something. And I just raised my hand, and God met with me. And so Alan really is my spiritual father, and he later on he baptized me. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in his flat in Bombay. I was, uh, he then married us after the Lord had shown Vasanti and me that we should get married. He married us in April 75. We started our life in Australia, then England. And the Lord spoke to us to go back to India. And looking back, I was thinking, what is it that I, okay, you've heard the background now, what is it that I can share which will help you and help us to appropriate what Alan teaches? Because what I feel is, I look back and I know there were certain things I picked up from what God had shown Alan, his revelation, his understanding. And I know I, I wasn't looking back on it like other people around. There was something of faith which had been put in my heart in those days and which kept on coming because uh, Alan used to come and preach in the church regularly. Every time uh, he would come and stir up this faith in us. There's, uh, I mean, one of our friends said, I don't know anyone like Alan because you listen to him preach and you want to go out and save India. You know, you, you feel that's a faith he gives you. Eh? But the reality is, India is progressing, but it's still not saved. Because I realize now that while this impartation was going on of faith, praying for the sick, I think the first demon I ever saw cast out was when I was in the same room as Alan. And so I learned about all these things through Alan, through my spiritual father, through this relationship. I was learning things, and we were seeing some things. And it's interesting, just recently our son, he got married not so long ago, and his wife was sick, and he was praying for his wife. And he said, you know, I was going around the room rebuking this sickness. I reminded myself of you, Dad. And I thought, that was a nice comment. I like that. Because actually, I remind myself of Alan when I do the same thing. So it's amazing the things that you pick up as you're just around a person. And then there was, well, there was a, a break in our relationship for a number of years. And over the last five years, as a slightly more mature person, I hope, someone who's now trying to get to grips, because what I've noticed about Alan is that he is not just a brilliant teacher. Signs follow when he preaches the word. Now, there's lots of great teachers around who maybe teach all sorts of other things, but I've seen miracles. I've seen healings taking place. I've heard many more testimonies, but I've seen them actually with my own eyes, God doing things. And I realized this many years ago, that there's something about which Alan has got uh, with the teaching, which is not just words, it's life. And it's a life which can make an impact. And I believe that's really what 
we want, God wants us to get from this. How do we become people who can make an impact with this? Not just people who've got great notes, wonderful teachings, and everything else, and not just even stirred for a few weeks because, wow, you know, I can save India now. No, no, it's more saying, how do we get hold of this? And over the last five years, I've had the privilege of listening to Alan in many different contexts, different countries, and okay, even though the teaching is on different topics, it all comes back to this getting hold of this faith, which is going to move mountains, change situations. One of the key words which I feel the Lord has impressed on me during this time through Alan is the authority we have. And I feel that it, it, that has made more change in me in the last few years, understanding this, being a person of faith, believing God can do things, but then coming to a place of saying, God can do things through me. It's not just that Alan is special, God will do things through him. He will do things through any one of us who is able to stand in the authority God has given us. And that came to me as a great revelation that God has actually seated me in heavenly places with Christ. And I have an authority to speak to situations, to speak to sicknesses, to demons, because of who I am in Christ. And this is something I should have learned this, I'm sure, 30 years ago when I first met Alan, but I didn't learn it. And so that has changed my positioning. Now, most of you live in England, or Britain anyway, and you know that when a priestman puts his hand up, you stop. I live in a nation where most of the time we don't bother. <laughs> it's a strange business. Now, we have watched this happen uh, where we used to live in Goa. Actually, see a priestman put his hand up, everybody carries on driving around, and all he does is turn around and shake his fist. We've seen that happen. For Sandy wanted to park the car, there's a priestman standing there, said, is it all right to park the car here. The policeman says, everybody else is doing it. <laughs> and so we live in a nation where policemen actually don't have authority. They don't really know. Now, I'm not saying every, there are some big ones who you, you know they must be obeyed. Somehow you know instinctively. Does he have authority or doesn't he? And I'm afraid to say, I look at some of them and think, oh, don't need to bother about them. They're okay. They're meaningless. They have no idea. Whereas any English policeman puts his hand up and all of us will stop. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? Why? He's got authority. He knows he has authority. And he knows he has got all the power of the police force, the legal system, parliament, ultimately the queen standing behind him. So he puts his hand up and we stop. We don't actually have to think about it. We do it automatically. And as I've been pondering on these things, I've been saying this is the authority God wants us to know we have. When I put my hand up to a sickness, hand up to a demon, I have behind me all the authority of heaven, which is actually greater than Queen Elizabeth's. And uh, so <laughs> all the authority of heaven, the angels, all the forces of God stand behind me. Now, I need to know this. And as I say, for me, that has been the most important extra understanding I've gained in recent years. And so it totally changes the way you 
pray. You don't even pray is not even the right word. You don't pray for sickness, as Adam said. You just speak to sickness and say, go in Jesus' name. Now, to say that it always respects my authority is not true. It's an Indian sickness, after all. All right? So, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But it's getting better. Do you understand? Because I'm understanding more and more this authority which lies behind me as a son of God. And I feel that this is what has happened to me. And I felt I should share this with you because uh, you're also English. I'm English. I have unbelief. I've had all the problems we've been talking about and so on. And I've taken a long time to move on. Now, it is true today... We are seeing more people healed than we've ever seen before. It's still an awful lot less than I would like to see healed. But we are seeing progress. We are seeing more people uh, born again. Uh, in fact, it staggers me, and India is a great place to be, by the way. Uh, it staggers me in India that any, almost any meeting now, I will give an appeal. And someone, or maybe more than one, will respond to that appeal. And you just say, this is staggering it's it's a nation which is so ripe for god and you say this is also part also hundreds of people baptized in the holy spirit there are so many churches which they're called pentecostal but no one actually gets baptized in the holy spirit and you discover you take the authority to pray for people to receive the holy spirit get the gift of tongues it's all to do with authority you know when the is it Simon the sorcerer saw the Holy Spirit come on Acts chapter 8 and he went up to Peter and said, can, can I also have this authority, is what he actually said, exousia, can I have this authority to baptize in the Holy Spirit? He wanted to pay some money. Now he got firmly rebuked, but he understood there's an authority. And God wants us to be people who know we are people of authority. Uh, in the spiritual realm, I'm not talking about bossing people around. I'm talking about bossing sicknesses and demons and all this sort of stuff around. You understand? But to say, we have got an authority which God has given us. And so I just, I just love coming to this. Uh, much of the teaching, I suppose it's true to say, I've heard before. Every time Alan preaches, though, there's always something new, an extra dimension, something more coming. And I'm bringing it in and saying, I don't just want to have better knowledge. I don't even want to be able to preach Alan's sermons better the next time I preach them, all right? I really want, <laughs> I really want to see God moving in the same power as Alan has pushed on through year after year. All the years I've known him, he's been pushing for more of the power of God. And I say, I want to follow in my dad's footsteps. I want to keep on pushing on. I'm not satisfied with where I am. I want to take the authority God has given me. I want to see signs, wonders, miracles, everything taking place in the name of Jesus. That the kingdom of God will come to India where he's placed us and every other place where we go. I have said everything I want to say, Mohan. It's up to you now. <laughs> Amen. Bless you. India got saved <laughs> by the authority. Well, I really thank God for this wonderful time God has given to me. First of all, I started coming to England 
1993 with my dad, Pastor John Babu. And uh, the people asked me, what bothers you in England? I said, the quietness of this nation. <laughs> Everybody is quiet, everywhere, everywhere is quiet, you know, so they are silent. Then uh, we don't hear the honking sounds here, uh, nothing uh, much, uh, I mean, uh, everything is quiet here. That's, that really bothered me. And uh, not only that, we don't see people on the roads, actually. See, we, when we go, I mean, uh, ever since, uh, I mean, we get out of our, um, uh, from airport to the roads, we see always people around, lot of life there. Here, I think we see uh, very few. First time when I visited, it was like uh, nine people from uh, Heathrow to Cambridge. <laughs> one here, one there, one there. I said, oh, Jesus, this really bothers me a lot. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate uh, uh, Alan Woodhouse for giving me this opportunity. And uh, I'm so glad. This is a very special conference for me because I'm with my dear wife, Rani. So first time we are together attending a conference. And I just feel that uh, having uh, come here, we really we are enjoying the uh, goodness and the hospitality of the people. Alan Woodhouse and uh, all others. And uh, this is a great conference for me because I heard some of uh, Uncle Alan's teachings, but uh, it's really, as uh, Brother Duncan said, it's another extra added dimension uh, to our lives, actually. Feel like going back and do something, actually. Always that is there. And uh, I really love to see some wonderful friends here. I have uh, Roy Yang here, who has been very faithful, standing in the ministry, coming to us, teaching and uh, standing in the pioneering. And we have Jonathan, Jonathan Wallace, another wonderful friend of mine, who is there, standing with us. Actually, yesterday I was telling Michael, Michael Vincent, Michael, if you, I wanted to tell your name, but you, are, you won't be here this uh, evening. So he said, oh, that's great, very kind of you. So Michael Vincent, he has been, visiting us and uh, in the past teaching in the Bible schools. And we have Gordon, Gordon Hickson, my very good friend. And uh, we had a wonderful friendship. And of course, we have Brother Duncan. I call him Brother Duncan and Didi. Didi means sister, your own sister you call Didi in, uh, in India. So Vasanti, they're a wonderful couple. They have been a great blessing to us. They used to come and teach us in the Bible school in the past. And uh, some old friends of my dad, uh, Colin, Ben Davis, Ben, I think yesterday, uh, day before, he was sharing about, uh, uh, they went to my wife's place where they had, they had no toilet to go. And uh, he preferred to walk uh, a, a long way uh, to, to do whatever he likes. <laughs> 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 and uh, he was... Uh, he said, you know, uh, when we, I mean, in India, I think you see this uh, like a zoo sometimes. You see rats going around and snakes and even uh, uh, lizards uh, on the top. So uh, they were telling with Henry Taylor and Ben Davis, they were telling uh, the lizard is on the, you know, it's on the roof actually. So it's on the ceiling. And uh, Ben said, I, I sleep with an open mouth. What will happen? <laughs> 
<laughs> those were the days people have come and they really been with us so i really appreciate all these dear ones uh, we have one guy who hasn't come so far but maybe god willing he will come as to alan hoodhouse uh, god has to speak to him actually in audible voice <laughs> yeah and i just want to uh, tell, some of you know the uh, the the birth of sign fellowship my dad's conversion it's a, it's a, a known thing to many of you guys but uh, i just want to tell you that this is an amazing uh, act uh, of god and a great uh, love is uh, expressed uh, to my dad and to my family because uh, he was a police officer and a uh, doctor said that he is going to die within 4 months because he was boozing and he had lot of uh, uh, you know he, he got his liver damaged at that particular point of time we have seen as a young people our father dying actually day by day so one such evening he went to a hindu temple where uh, he encountered Jesus Christ Jesus Christ spoke to him you are most of you know i'm just giving a, 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 a memory of it so he spoke to him in audible voice and uh, that's how his conversion took place he came home and uh, we had a, a wonderful uh, encounter with the holy spirit god and uh, we were in a, a church uh, pentecostal church for Uh, a year then god spoke to my dad to go to armor and my dad like any 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 other pastor said uh, uh, first of all ex- was expressing uh, his uh, inability to go to that place he wanted to go to some other place actually but god said uh, he said lord that place is very hard then the lord said that's why i am sending you and uh, i have eight children lord then he said i will take care of them don't worry and then uh, then he said first at first instance if i get a house then i will go there that's what he he kept that uh, condition so he went to a police station because he being a police officer was talking to the police people his friends then it so happened there was one muslim guy who overheard him speaking to them about a house he said sir would you like to have my house which is just by the side of this police station then he said okay then what about the rent then he said rent uh, don't talk about rent you know let us talk rent after some time after a few days so we went actually we my dad came back and said now we got a house let's go uh, and uh, because as the lord said so we all went there to our surprise we have seen that house is not an ordinary house but it is a haunted house <laughs> uh the demons uh, used to shake the cots and it's it's amazing i like you know people used to run away right in the middle of the night uh, from that house that's why the owner said let's wait for some time <laughs> it's not a high, it's you know you need not uh, you know in a hurry to fix the rent if you stay there then we'll talk so after a week or so my dad said uh, enough is enough he was talking to demons he said you know now that uh, we have come we both cannot stay here together better you leave so the demons left the house and it was really a house where we can live 
and uh, that was i mean he was a, a great evangelist a great man of god because he always he has got that faith dimension like uh, jesus uh, i saw him i got he appeared to me like he spoke to me in audible voice for him it is something very special we used to see as a young children and uh, he was uh, uh, moving in the mighty uh, evangelistic gifting people we have seen people the people used to come to our house we have seen people uh, being healed instantly terminally sick people being carried by the stretchers walking from the stretchers and uh, these things were great we used to enjoy all these things as a kids and uh, uh, demons being running away uh, we have seen demons speaking in tongues also but those were the early days uh, we have seen all those things happening uh, he, he always wants to give himself to god 100% and uh, those 6 years were really uh, a troubled years for us like a training years for us because we don't know when our next meal comes uh, we if we finish our breakfast the lunch we don't know when where, uh, where it will come so it th- that was a situation going on and uh, but one thing was very certain that god was evident in our lives we have seen god's manifest presence there and uh, people used to uh, tell those things uh, lots of this miracle signs wonders taking place so what happened is uh, when one day my dad came to me and said mohan i have seen a vision uh, a tall english man and his dear wife then i said uh, that uh, a man of god will see uh, an angel or a in a word of god not this white people <laughs> why you see a white people i mean because of this utter poverty we were passing through might have forced you to see that i said then he said no 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 don't uh, it's not right mon i think there is something because you know i am not very much for this white people you know that very well <laughs> Uh, you know because uh, you know that uh, we always owe to this nation for teaching us english so if we speak uh, wrong you have to bear with us <laughs> but you taught us so you have to bear with us <laughs> so you know then he said uh, because of the independent struggle and all because he was a young man at that time he has got two very uh, issues to face actually one is to submit to somebody because uncle alan knows my dad because uh, he is a very strong man of god first thing and second thing he knew that he is anointed by god and called by god so it's very difficult for a man who has got anointing and calling to submit to someone and then to a, an english couple that's another problem so then he said if it is god's will it will take place because we were going through as i told you uh, a tremendous uh, uh, poverty and all uh, it so happened once my two younger sisters uh, they were not having food La- that night we were not having food so next morning breakfast they asked my mom that can we have uh, breakfast mom she said no we don't have so at least lunch she said you ask jesus so they went off my mom went into her room and started crying unto god and said lord if we can handle this situation but not this young children you know if they get fainted in the in the uh, school it won't bring glory to your name so while we were sitting in the courtyard 
we have seen a raven uh, on the top of the tree. Then we said, uh, my younger brother, he was, uh, he saw that and said, Dad, I think this raven has got some uh, paper in its beak. What's that? Then he went on saying, oh, it, it, I think it looks like a five rupee note. Then everybody, we were excited because, <laughs> so we were hungry. Our food is on the top, on the tree. So what shall we do now? So my dad said, uh, no, no, don't do that, son. If it is God, if it's, if it's from God, it will come down. Wait on, wait. So we don't want to mess around. We know that the food is on the top. So we just kept quiet for some time. So the raven came down and uh, dropped the fire rupee note and left us below. So we were just crying and uh, giving thanks to the Lord. Then my dad said, uh, who said the days of Elijah were over? They are still with us. Then he was telling, even if, uh, if uh, the ravens which have taken uh, food to Elijah has, they have got a privilege of at least smelling, but this raven doesn't have anything, just a paper. It has no temptation, but brought it and uh, gave it to us. So next Sunday, he was preaching and sharing this testimony in the church. So what happened is, uh, this is what happened. Then the sister in, from the church said, well, Pastor, I have something to add to that. I said, what is that? Then he said, uh, she said, when I was washing my clothes near a lake, I put my paper purse. In India, the paper, uh, women have that paper, uh, not paper, I'm sorry, the cloth, the purse with the cloth, they have a big one. She kept on the banks of that lake and uh, on the top. Then uh, she was washing. So suddenly she saw a raven coming and picking up the fire if you know what. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, then uh, she said, actually, Pastor, that was, that's what I wanted to put it in the offering box last Sunday. Uh, that was the tithe. That was my tithe. Then my dad said, thank God. God has sent you raven, not a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you would have been in trouble, you know, because, so, then he said, this time, bring your tithe regularly. So, God may not send anything. So, those were the days, beloved. That time, when uh, he went to Bombay, uh, and he, he saw Uncle Alan preaching, and uh, he saw, oh, this is the one I have seen in my vision. And uh, she was inquiring, uh, because he saw, Mom Eileen with a blue sari, she said, who is this uh, sister? Said, uh, the one who is preaching his wife. I said, oh God. Then he was so touched by the power of God. He said, Lord, having come all the way here, let me, uh, let this happen. Because if I go and tell him, maybe he may say that, you know, you are just cooking up some stories uh, to get favor or something like. So, those that time God has joined them and Uncle Alan knows that very well so God has joined them and uh, Mom Eileen uh, gave my dad six shirts because he was not having an extra shirt only one white shirt and he used to wash in the night and he used to have it in the morning and uh, she, she God spoke to her and said uh, give it to uh, uh, Pastor John and she came and said Brother John, this is for you, six shares. He was just crying and he said, 
how can god how god is so good to me and uh, all color shirts i mean it's not only just a shirt it's a prophetic utterance also that changing your ministry from white to color you know <laughs> from white <laughs> from pentecostal to you know it's a different thing so he he came back the first thing when he came back he went to my mom and he started asking her forgiveness anna i'm so sorry i asked for your forgiveness my mom couldn't understand why he was asking that then uh, he said all these days i have been neglecting you i was a good father a good husband but never a kingdom husband i was thinking uh, always it is go and preach and do things and all leave wife and children because that's not very spiritual now and there was a big uh, you know he was crying she was crying we don't know what to do and both uh, parents cry what we'll do we'll just look at them and all you know oh, what's happening here so that was a great change in his life and uh, that started working him that uh, teaching what uncle alan has brought into his life started working in him then he invited uncle alan to the to armour he came my dad doesn't know my mom actually she doesn't know what uh, these english people eat actually she asked what is this english people eat and uh, uh, my dad said scratch his head and said maybe they may eat eggs i think he said we don't know what they eat but maybe eggs then uh, my mom went inside me he wanted to please uncle alan and said brought all the eggs were boiled and put 35 eggs there and <laughs> uncle alan screamed actually screamed and said, anna you want to kill me with this uh, 35 eggs you know then that's how it started and uh, uh, and uh, it's really like uh, mm, my dad was thinking this great man of god has come uh, there was 100 people in the church and my dad was a great uh, evangelist but he was a bad pastor <laughs> let me tell you what is a bad pastoring you know some of us we know that so there was a, a a guy in the church he was actually he quarreled with his wife i mean both the regular thing you know every every part of the world this happens you know quarreling wife and husband is common so here it happened so this guy came to in india when wife quarrels with husband they go to their mother's place here i don't know where you go but <laughs> they go to their mother's place and uh, she went to her mother's place this guy came to my dad and said pastor my wife uh, quarrel with me and she is uh, really uh, done a mistake so what shall i do and my dad said what what will you do uh, okay what what he what he asked what has happened so he said according his version which where he is always right wife is wrong then my dad because being a police background he said okay a fool needs thrashing so what you do is take a big stick and go to your mother in law's place knock the door ask her to come and submit to you ask your forgiveness otherwise you beat her with the stick that's the best thing you can do to your wife because these days women are really going crazy they need a stick <laughs> and uh, and uh, he went he promptly obeyed the orders he went and knocked the door 
and he said, hey, what's up? I went to pastor, he gave this mandate to me. Either you come or face the sticker. She said, I'll come, I don't want to face the sticker. <laughs> so the, the family problem was solved. <laughs> and the next Sunday, and the next Sunday he was giving a testimony that I had a problem, pastor counseled me, and the counseling was working very well. <laughs> My dad was telling, it's me, it's me, I was a counselor. So those were the days, those were the days, not now. Now we never ask anybody to take stick or anything, you don't do that. So then Uncle Allen's teaching was like a thunder getting into the hearts of the people. Out of 100, 60 people felt uh, this is too much. His teachings are not acceptable to us. They are strong. Sixty left the church. My dad was in trouble. He said, uh, Alan, what is this? Sixty people left the church. I thought it will become two hundred. <laughs> then Uncle Alan said, John, don't worry. With these forty people who are obedient to the word of God, those who want to live a kingdom life, let us build the kingdom. Amen. Let's not compromise while building the kingdom of God. So that was uh, the beginning, beloved. And uh, <coughs> I want to tell you, there were so many uh, things happened ever since. I mean, he used to come regularly and uh, they had really worked out so effectively and ministering to the people, to the villagers, and uh, they, when they first came to the Lord, it's not the foundation things we have to tell them, but we have to tell them the hygienic things first to them. You know, you have to take bath every day. You have to wash your face. You have to do this. You have to wash your clothes. You should look good. It's so stinking in the early days. When you uh, hug 10 people, this 11th, uh, you know, you are almost gone. You are stinking. <laughs> That's what, you know, you, you, you are gone actually. That's, that's was the, that was, those were the days actually. And you cannot stop them, you know, when they come with so much, uh, you know, you, uh, come, come, come. That's how it was. And uh, those people, a bunch of rebels, a bunch of slaves, God turned them to a mighty army. And I just want to tell you that every miracle in the Bible has come to pass by the grace of God. And... Uh, as uh, Brother Duncan was sharing, the faith which uh, relentlessly Uncle Alan was putting into the hearts of the people. It's like a hard ground. Somebody was telling that uh, Europe is hard. India also is hard. It's, there is no place on the face of the earth which is easy. I'm telling you honestly, there is no place. Actually, this land has seen more of God than India, actually. If at all you put the history back, uh, Welsh revival, mighty men of God, God has raised from this place. It's not that, I mean, I, I, I don't, uh, sometimes, I mean, forgive me if I differ with some of you guys, I don't feel that uh, it's a lie of the devil. If you say there is a place which is hard, which is the lie of the devil. 
there is no place which can stand before Jesus Christ. There is no place which can really resist uh, the power of Lord Jesus Christ. It's the only thing is how we take up that. You, know, you should know whom you are serving, who is God, and you should know who, whom you are in God. That makes a big difference in our lives. It's not the question of big people coming. I, I always appreciate uh, uh, Reinhard Bonnke and Benny Hinn. They are great generals in the, in the kingdom of God. But I feel it's God's heart that the church should rise to the occasion. Every believer should, should rise to the occasion. If every believer is like Reinhard Bonnke, you can just imagine what happens. That's what Uncle Alan always, he was pushing to us. He was just coming and telling, this is what we have to do. The ordinary people can become extraordinary people. Moving in the supernatural, things starts happening. And when we, uh, in our move, what happened is this, all these guys who got saved, they used to work in the fields in the morning, night they used to come and start worshipping the Lord as a bunch of Christians, like 15 or 20, whatever it is. And that was the tabernacle of David for that village. In the nights when people have sickness, they used to go, go to those people. They used to, be call, they used to call us as hallelujah people. Because we shout hallelujah, they used to come there and be there. Okay. And they used to come there. Even snake bite in the nights, scorpion bite, any sickness, demon possessed, they used to come there. They, people used to have some fire there and uh, sing songs, whatever the way they can, but they were powerful. God's presence was there. So that's how slowly they started uh, witnessing uh, uh, gospel to the people. And uh, it so happened when, uh, uh, I think you know the, you might have heard the time, times, uh, many times with Uncle Alan about the dead raising. It's, uh, it's an ordinary person. It's a, just a village uh, a pastor. He always, he was preaching, he was telling, you know, Jesus can raise the dead also. And this village head has heard those things. When his mother died, he said, let him come and Come and uh, pray for my mother, who is dead. So he went uh, and prayed, uh, and she raised to life, actually. And there was a big uh, witness in the village. And uh, I had a privilege to speak to her. I think Uncle Alan had a privilege to speak to her. He just recorded that. And uh, it was, uh, it, God wants to release these things on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not just one time, one season, but God wants that uh, release those kind of miracles uh, in our day-to-day -day basis today. So I have seen, I mean, we were just working out uh, uh, all these things happening. Uh, like uh, one day it so happened that uh, we were actually uh, having drought in armor. There was no uh, rain for seasons. And uh, everybody was uh, really reeling under poverty. Then Uncle Alan came and he said, what's up? What's happening here? And he was, he was really not happy with the situation over there. He said, what's happening? What are you doing, man? 
you are just allowing the devil to take control of uh, your area. Then they said, what shall we do? Then he said, come on, let's declare that this is what the Lord says. Come on, let's speak to the nature. Let's speak to the people. Let's call everybody. He called everybody. We had a great prayer and we were praying. And then he said, go and tell your villagers that uh, the Lord is going to send rain this season. So there is going to be a great uh, uh, harvest this time. They were, they never discussed on that. They never reasoned on it. They never said, uh, if, if, if the rain doesn't, uh, if it doesn't uh, happen, what will be our position? They just simply obeyed, that's all. Because they knew that here is a man of God, an apostle coming, a father. What he says is right, so let's follow it. No discussions, no, no, no argument, nothing like. Just they went and told the people. And the villagers said, is it true? Will your God does this for us this time? Yes. You see what happens. And the, the monsoon season came. It was heavily rained, actually. And they came, tell your God, stop the rain, sir. <laughs> it's so flooding. Now the floods, you know, it's a, I mean, a, we, may, we may get into floods, actually. So... That's what we have seen, that there is an element that we can control even the nature under the power and authority of God. Those things can take place. And people started working on those things, beloved. And God has been always faithful. I think, Uncle, you remember once uh, when you were in Ponur, preaching on that night, uh, and there was rain everywhere, and Uncle announced from the mic, and he said, from the PA system, public address system, it's not like uh, our places. Uh, the PA system will go all over this village. When you put a PA system, everybody listens. That's how we do. So he was speaking to the people, actually. He said, now, for two hours, I think, uh, until I preach, uh, there will not be rain in this place. Uh, you don't worry. We just, we, 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 we command the rain, the rain, it will not, it will not rain. And then, to everybody, I think my brother Raji was putting his watch and he, wa he was watching what, yeah, two hours, uncle said, let us see two hours, you know, how it goes. So two hours, everything, it was raining all over the, uh, I mean, uh, outskirts of the town, but not in the town. The people came, they listened the word, and at the stroke, everything went off well, and people were, went home at the stroke of two hours. It started drizzling, it started heavy rain downpour. It's not just it is an accident like, you know, because rain stopped, we said something, rain stopped, uh, and then it, it is again raining. It's not that. Exactly, accurately, at the stroke of two hours, again it started drizzling. I really we thank God for his uh, great uh, uh, things which God has done in our lives, actually, because this is what uh, God for us. He cares us. He stands for us. Whenever we ask him, when we call for him, he will always say, you know, I am for you. So that's where uh, I, I really want to encourage you guys. Um, and uh, uh, only one thing is like uh, the, the obedience factor. What we have learned from Uncle Alan, whatever he preaches, whatever he shares the word, we just uh, take it. We, I think never, no one has come and ever asked him, why did you preach that? All his thing, because everybody, they take it. 
they don't have a problem to receive that word. Once they receive that word, they go back and start applying those words. That's it. That's what I think that really helped us a lot uh, in that way. And uh, we have Mom Eileen coming to us, and she was uh, actually today, a Science Fellowship is known for its praying. It's absolutely, we have prayers morning, afternoon, evening. We have prayer cells uh, in the church, wherever. I mean, I am a true believer of prayer because if you don't pray, you don't do anything actually. So praying church is a living church. Yeah. Otherwise, we, we cannot survive because we need to pray. And we need to make sure that uh, people uh, get uh, into the prayer life actually. So what she came and she taught us prayer. And uh, even today, uh, the the, the explosion of prayer has come into Zion Fellowship everywhere. People always they pray, morning, evening. And I think uh, uh, my wife once God spoke to her that to go fasting for 40 days. And I was in straits, she was praying, and I came back on the 33rd day. And she was. I asked her, what's the matter, you have gone down? I said, I'm fasting for 30, 40 days, 33 days are over. When I saw her, I felt I'm a backslidden Christian, you know. 40 days of fasting, it's good. If God says, do it. If God doesn't say, don't do it. Otherwise, you'll end up in hospital. <laughs> so it was like, you know, um, the prayer thing really working out very well. We What happened once we were uh, having this Kalki? I think, Brother Duncan, you know the Kalki thing. It's, it's a cult, actually. It's a Hindu cult, which is very deceptive. They worship like us, they wear white uh, dress, and uh, they pray for the sick also. The sick are getting healed. That is a cult which is coming up, uh, which, which was there. So we were actually so much, uh, we felt very, I mean, indignant about this. And we said, how can this Kalki come in the state where we are? So we just declared, we all called all our elders and we sat together when we said we have to pray and make sure that this goes up from this state. So it was catching up everywhere, everybody was doing that and they were taking up processions in the streets and we said let's do it, let's pray. The whole night we were praying, we were seeking the face of God at one point of time at 3 o'clock or maybe and we felt that we got victory over the Kalki. Then I told, I announced the guys, guys, we got it. We got this guy now. He will be dethroned now. He will be totally discredited. And we saw in the next day in the papers, this guy, the guru of Kalki, was caught in murder and adultery. He was put to shame. He was arrested. All his disciples, they just went like that. So I just felt this is what uh, we really have the speaking into the situations like uh, Brother Franz was telling yesterday, speaking into that uh, spiritual warfare, the battle. It is on for us, beloved. It's always there. Whether we like it or not, it's a question of how we respond to God's call in our lives. See, if we live a comfortable life, that is great. But the, what I feel is we really need to get out of uh, where we are. I compare sometimes when we compare with others, other churches, other people in city and all, 
Oh, we are doing a great job actually. Today we have 850 plus churches. People are really enjoying God's goodness and every day the miracles are flowing like anything. Like uh, we have eight patients got healed. We have recorded, we have documented those things. I always I make sure that every miracle it has to be documented. Otherwise I said I don't consider it because we need some, of course I can believe that, but it has to be documented. We have seen all those things documented and things are happening here. What I feel is, when I compare with others, we are doing a great job, definitely. But uh, I always, I was telling to the church, if you compare to the call of God, what God has put on you, are you rising to that occasion? Are you fulfilling God's great call on your life? You don't compare with anybody. You compare with yourself and your call. So is that really taking place? That makes me really disturbed at times. You know, I know that yeah, we are not up to the mark. We, should, we could have done more, many more things uh, actually. We can really achieve more things. But uh, as on today, we actually now... Uh, these things are happening. What we did is, um, yeah, I'll come to this. We we had uh, some great victories and we had challenges also. La, la, I mean, in the from ninety to ninety nine, that that decade was really a painful decade for us. We lost our mom in ninety one, lost our dad in ninety six, and. Uh, lost my younger brother who is a mighty man of God in 99. So he was used to be called as Reinhard Bonke of India. So we lost all these three in one decade. It was a very painful thing for us. People actually written us off. People said, oh, will these guys come up? Then we said, we are down but we are not out. We'll come back. We'll definitely come back. So I was actually, I was asked to speak. Uh, be, at my brother's uh, funeral, everybody, all the pastors were there. Pastor Mohan, what do you want to say now? And uh, I, I was not even allowed to cry because if I start crying, yelling, everybody will uh, broke. They will, they will. I mean, I said, Lord, what, what? E even these guys are not allowing me to cry. Actually, see, I went. I used to go in my room and I used to cry as much as I can and come out uh, just quietly. So. Then all the church leaders were watching. Then I said, guys, in the battle, battle is won by shedding the blood. If you don't shed your blood, no battle is won without shedding blood. There will be casualties, but don't worry. God will give us victory. We are down today, but we are not out. We'll get back. We'll come back. And we'll make the devil crazy for what the devil has done to us. And that's what happening. We have seen from there, it's a phenomenal growth of uh, church, uh, uh, church plan, I mean, pioneering and church, uh, increasing of churches ever since we have seen that. And uh, uh, actually, when my brother died, he was, uh, he was a great evangelist. And we always used to send him to for evangelism, crusades. You just take care of it. We, we take care of other things. And uh, he always used to tell, Brother, why don't you come? You also preach. I say, ah, you are there, man. Why should I? When you are there, you do it all that. You know, I'll, I'll relax. You know, that was my uh, thing. But when he's not there, then what to do now? I have never ever gone for a, a crusade preaching. Actually, he was forcing me, but I never gone because you are there. 
then uh, people said, oh, I think the evangelistic edge must be going off the church. I said, I was praying. God said, you go and do it. I said, Lord, me? Yes, you have to go and do that. And I said, okay, Lord, if you say I don't have a problem because uh, good or bad, you will take care of it. So we had a, announced a crusade. And we went, uh, I was uh, out in the, somewhere in the west, I was just going on the uh, day before. I took some rest and next day I was uh, going to the crusade to preach. And uh, uh, it was raining, it was raining. Then I said, oh God, good, because uh, if it rains, uh, no crusade, you know. <laughs> I can just get away from that. So. The people that I was calling them, how about there is rain over there? They said, no rain. Oh, no rain. It's everywhere it's raining. They said, exactly in the town there was no rain. Outside it was raining heavily. Then the Lord said, you have to preach. You have to preach. I heard him saying, you must go for this. Then I went there. I I just, as usual, I was preaching and then I prayed for the, we had an open, I mean, when we preach in the crusades, you all know that we have mass prayers. We had a mass prayer. After praying, I was expecting, oh God, you must do something. And the people started coming to the dais with the healings and miracles coming up, flowing. I said, praise God. I mean, if you stand for God, no matter whomever you are, God is, is faithful, God is lover. Is a faithful God. It is with us, actually, we have a mental block. It's not for God. We always say that, you know, what will happen if, I, if somebody is not uh, getting healed? It's our mindset, actually. Always I say, you better pray. You better cast out demons. You better do the, you start doing it. God is a faithful God. He will always be with you. He will never, never fail you, beloved. He will never fail you. You'll always, he will stand with you. That's what uh, I have seen. Ever since we started uh, these crusades and uh, we have seen some amazing miracles happening, blind eyes opening and even uh, blind, uh, the people who have got, uh, who were blind by birth, they were, uh, the eyes were opened. And one day, one brother came, he was, both the brothers were blind. We had a crusade. The one brother actually, uh, he got and his eyes were opened. He went and told his brother, younger one. He came another day expecting for a miracle. And I thought, okay, one time it happens, but second time? So, but God was so faithful, second time it happened. So we have seen those things happen. Lepers being healed, we have seen those things. Why I'm telling this is, this is a God thing. This is not by human power or human motivation or anything. No, no one can do all these things except God. And we are so thankful to God and Uncle Alan. Today, I want to tell you what all we are. It's by the grace of God and by the covering of Uncle Alan as our spiritual father. He's, I mean, we had a 25th year of... Uh, uh, Uncle Alan's uh, fathering the ministry and me personally. And uh, we have seen, I think, Brother Franz was there, you were there. We had a great time of uh, celebration, you know, great time of celebration. And uh, I, I was so touched by the pastors coming and uh, uh, 
uh, honoring uh, this great man of God. It's such a thing where we just felt that, you know, it's not the kind of worship. You know, we only worship God. We don't worship man, but we honor a man of God. Today what we are, it's absolutely, he has given his input in every walk of our lives, giving us, challenging us. Sometimes he used to come, I mean, when, when I was young, I was actually, I was very fond of uh, watching cricket. And uh, if, it, if it is on Sundays, it's a big trouble, big temptation. So what I did is, uh, on one Sunday, Uncle Alan was preaching, and uh, we, uh, the match was about to start. Then I said, let us, just 10 minutes, I don't think uh, it will, just open the thing, and who won the toss? Who is taking, who is electing, who is elected to bat? Just we were having some time, and uh, we went 15 minutes late, and he was standing at the pulpit waiting for me. All the congregation was there and I, we were there and he said, oh, yes, come, let's preach now. I felt, oh, God, <laughs> we were totally exposed. <laughs> we thought we can just sneak in and sit somewhere. And we really felt that that's the, the way he was so much on us. We, he wanted us to catch this, grasp these things. I mean, uh, we were actually taking those things and um, uh, we, we have this... Uh, I have actually a big list, but I don't know when the time, 10 minutes. Yeah, we have, um, uh, one day, we have seen a, an angel in the compound, an angel of prosperity with a big sword. One of the guys have seen that from Canada, he has come and he has seen that. And uh, we were actually, we were good at uh, all these things, but uh, our guys, including myself for some time back, not now, we always have a problem with having faith in finances. Our people are so strong in doing uh, healings, miracles, signs, wonders, even if there is a dead person, they don't mind going and praying and raising them. But I always tell them, you know, for a hundred rupees, hundred pounds, they don't have faith. That was the problem. And Uncle Alan was always, he was on the dot. He used to tell that this has to be broken. The poverty, spirit of poverty has to be totally broken in Zion Fellowship so that it can bless the state of Andhra Pradesh. So what happened is, uh, when we saw that angel, uh, I mean, uh, with 60, 60 feet tall with a sword, and uh, that was the day of the beginning of prosperity in Zion Fellowship. Absolutely. We have seen God blessing Sion Fellowship, and uh, now we, those days we used to have only one car, the whole of the church, only one car. Now you can see hundreds of cars people are having. The prosper, God released the prosperity. People give to the Lord, and they were absolutely on fire for God. We have some good leadership. I don't say we don't have challenges. If I say that we, if all is well, either I am a blind man or I am a liar. <laughs> Two things, you know, that's not the way. But we don't, uh, we, 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 we don't care. We, we always, you know, we take, uh, we, we like, I mean, I as a leader, always I feel, if I don't have a problem, a challenge to face, why should I be a leader? A manager can run the show. A good manager, a CEO can run the show. But we as the leaders, we love to face challenges. 
and we are allowed to face them and solve them for the glory of God. So as we face that, it will our stature, our anointing will be more and more in the days to come. Once we start doing that, God will give more anointing to get into higher levels of our ministry, beloved. So we have this, uh, we have started this pioneering ministry. When I was with Roy and uh, we were just talking about how really we can really evangelize the villages. Send a guy, give him some uh, monthly support, a $25 a month, and let him plant 20 churches in two years of time. When we were talking, he said, yeah, that's a great idea, Mon. let's pray. I always feel that all great ideas are not God ideas. So we have to pray and seek the face of God. Then we were just taken up and uh, with uh, Jonathan also joined that and some of the very faithful brothers from states. And we have seen tremendous uh, uh, ministry going on. At, at present, we, have, we are in almost 1,500 villages are being touched by uh, this pioneering ministry. In the days to come, I think we may, I want actually to see whole of Andhra Pradesh, uh, uh, a population of 70 million uh, to be touched by the power of God. If I reach Andhra Pradesh, I'll be reaching England. Your England is my, our Andhra Pradesh. So I, we have that uh, challenge uh, before us. And uh, we started this Shalom Homes for the girls who are uh, less privileged girls, fatherless, semi-orphans, so that uh, they can get the love of God. And we have one home right at the uh, compound. Uncle, you have seen them, I think. They were so, when they came, they were very thin and uh, absolutely, I mean, uh, very, very timid and all. But now they are confident. They are now getting good marks. They are class first and second in our school. And we were so happy to see them growing in the Lord. They sing early morning. They come to my wife. They sing from for one hour, wonderful songs, and they pray. And we really so happy to see them. Actually, Matt, Pastor Alan Woodrow's son, he's really very much into this. We want to see many more in the days to come for the glory of God. There are so many good things, beloved. I have to share, but one thing I'll share and close it because a good pastor in India will speak for three hours. <laughs> so I, I don't want to be good. I want to be very average. So, <laughs> so uh, this year we want, last year when we had children outreach, we had 22,500 children were reached for Jesus. This year we have targeted for 50,000 children. And you know what happens when you reach the children? We have a three-day uh, meeting with them, I mean, three-day uh, school, Sunday school for them. And uh, at the end of the thing, we give an altar call, the children come. And we actually want to play it very safe, actually, that people, uh, children receive Jesus Christ and go back home. But what's happening here is when we are praying for them, they were receiving the Holy Spirit. That's what, I mean, then say, oh God, it's you. Then we can't help it because we want to play it very safe. But God has a different plan. Sir. When these Hindu children go back home speaking in tongues, sir, it's a big commotion actually. But still, if it is because it is God thing, we can't help it. We just want to follow the, them up, all the children. Please pray right in. Our people, all of them, they are in the field now. 
everybody is working and uh, we want to see 50000 children reaching for jesus christ beloved because as brother duncan said india is a big country a nation of 1 billion how can you reach this nation of 1 billion one day i was sleeping i mean, i was actually in my on my bed in the middle of the night i heard god speaking to me said mohan do you want india to be saved honestly i was not very sure of it because 1 billion what is that i can do 1 billion people then uh, he was again he asked a question mohan do you want andhra pradesh to be saved i said yes lord <laughs> yes because this is my state then he said if you want that pray like a son then my wife said i got up i said what's the matter i said i'll tell you tomorrow morning i couldn't sleep because pray like a son this morning when anglalan was preaching a son has got the inheritance we are not begging we are asking we are claiming it actually it is rightfully ours it is rightfully ours beloved and not only that and uh, all the leaders of uh, india most of them they have come together and we were actually i want this uh, you to pray for this whole india is uh, divided into 6300 blocks so all the top leaders from here and there they have come north west east south and uh, they want to bring uh, each block one guy a coordinator who can bring all the pastors together to release the ministry no overlapping but reach every unreached area and village so when i was sitting with them talking to them i just felt that it is possible we can we can do that in the days to come and india can be saved india can be washed by the blood of jesus christ Amen. india can kneel down before jesus christ only one thing beloved we have to walk with our open eyes let me tell you elisha when he saw elisha taken up to the heaven his eyes were open and never shut actually it was always open when uncle alan said that oh it was great thing yes let us keep our eyes open see the supernatural things not with the mind but with the heart see the supernatural things happening god is going to do great things beloved with all of us i want to encourage you this uh, this afternoon in the people who are sitting here they are no ordinary people these are the world changes amen if you if you receive it it is yours if it is you say it is somebody it goes to somebody because god is with us god is for us and the next thing what uh, impacted me he was telling what you have only you can give what you cannot have you cannot give peter was praying over stephen stephen was only called to cook and serve but when peter laid his hands on stephen this guy a cook chef has become a mira- mighty uh, uh, man of god who is moving in miracles so what we have we can give to the church what we have we can give to the people beloved and i thank god for this wonderful couple i mean god has given to us uncle alan we call fondly call him uncle because uh, in, in india people don't call elderly people by name when we were young we always used to call uh, uh him uh, uncle 
uh, so the same thing going on and everybody calls him uncle in, in, uh, in that place. He is known by that. And we call Mom Eileen, a wonderful blessing to us, a woman of prayer. She is a mother. And we, we are so thankful to God for having this wonderful couple God has given to us. And I want to tell you, in the days to come, we will fulfill the vision which God has given to us. We'll accomplish, beloved. And I want you to pray and uh, be a part of this great vision so that we can together make a big difference uh, in the days to come. May God bless you richly. Thank you so much. tempted to actually say, although the time is going on, that we, we do, pr would it be all right to pray for India now, or were you thinking of doing that tomorrow, Alan? Yeah? Can some people gather around? He said, uh, no, no, just one word, I think, uh, yeah, let me tell you, I think you remember last before time when you were in armor, there was one lady crawling uh, towards you. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what she said? She was speaking English. She was telling, uh, she was telling, I have want, I was uh, looking after you. I have even gone to America to catch you, take care of you. I mean, to, to attack you. But uh, now I can't do anything to you now. I've just uh, surrendered and uh, as she said, let me touch your feet at least. That's what she said. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, she was telling. We, we got that, uh, you know, because that English you can't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She wasn't speaking American, was she? <laughs> Hindi also. Hindi and some few uh, English words also. Yeah. So that was a real good thing. We really were so blessed to see, see that the demon is defeated totally. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand. Just a, a few people gather around Mohammed Rani.